It's time to get your checking account to zero with free checking from PenFed. That's zero ATM fees, zero balance requirements, and zero time spent waiting for your paycheck to direct deposit because you can receive it up to two days early. Open your account with just $25 and see how big zero can be. Apply online today at penfed.org slash free checking. Early direct deposit eligibility may vary between pay periods and timing of payers' funding. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. Right now at Safeway, earn four times rewards points when you shop for participating items with Safeway for you. Shop for items like Ready Whip Whipped Cream, Deer Park Natural Spring Water, Dan and Danimals Drinks, Philadelphia Cream Cheese, and 7-Up to earn four times rewards points with Safeway for you. Offer expires January 4th. Plus, get select holiday essentials like gift wraps, bags, holiday decor, lights, and more. Buy one, get one 50% off. Restrictions apply. Promotions may vary. Visit Safeway.com or head in store for full offer details. Another week in isolation or in quarantine. What are we in? Some people are in isolation. Some people in quarantine. Some essential workers are working. What are we classed as? I tell you, we're under lockdown. Another yeah. week under lockdown. Yeah. Yay. Yeah. We're not self-isolating because we haven't got the. Well, I don't know. Don't I have jinx me. I live on my own, so I won't have yeah. to unless I get the symptoms. But that's the one good thing about living on your own is if I was living with other people, I would have yeah. to do like 14 days or what have you. But uh, but you've done that pretty much anyway, haven't you? Have well, you I, I've, been, I've been out the last week, really, and I haven't told you this yet. We recorded Saturday, uh, didn't we, last we week? We did. That was, that was right, yeah. Sunday morning, I went out for a run and ended up sort of falling flat on my face, tripped over the road. So I am very injured at the moment as well. Um, oh, where's that... Where webcam when we need it <laughs> thankfully like I, I had a sort of a big sort of scab on my face which has thankfully oh. gone down a bit now but i was bleeding but no at the one time. would come to your aid would they, they are... well actually to be fair two very nice uh, ladies who were walking the dog um stopped and said are you all right and i said i think i am and apparently there was only one woman but i was seeing two at the time um yeah so i haven't really been out sort of even to exercise this week i've been out to the shops I went to my local shop once and then I've done two supermarket runs and that's been the extent of me going out. So really, yeah, I've done <laughs> basically done the self-isolation. And you met concrete as well. I met concrete, bit, yeah. I'll have to start doing... I will have to start doing some walks again soon because... I think it's safer. The Friday evening I went for it and I really enjoyed it and I thought, you know, it was the, and it was the exact same route as well. I didn't yeah, change the you... What music do you have on? What pumps you no, up? No, I just listen to podcasts. You can't run to this podcast. Not this podcast, Jesus. Oh, all right. <laughs> other podcasts. Podcasts about other people who run. Yeah. <laughs> Luke and Matt. This could be a podcast. A podcast. Don't you have to be some sort of whiz kid to do those? Uh, definitely not. Anyone with a computer can make one. Talking telly. Use your ears and trust them. This is the Custard TV podcast. Yes, that would entertain me briefly. From thecustardtv.com. Because obviously you live you with know, your phone, so you don't, you don't have I, to I, go out sort of no. for practical reasons. So as we record today, is the 4th, I less went out, we had a big family get-together on the 14th of March, and that's the last time I've been out this house. Oh, you're great then, you're ready to go, aren't you now, I think you... Yeah, but it's weird, I said this before, and I'm, I'm sorry if I'm repeating it, I don't go out a lot anyway, I'm not missing a lot, but somehow being told you can't go out is different to me. I don't... 
sort of socialize out of the house very you know i i leave the house but i don't you know i'm not a well you know you know two extra ladies that you did or one i'm not sure <laughs> <laughs> you really should have gone to a and e if you did if there's only one woman <laughs> Uh, yeah, but I, yeah, and and no one else stopped me when I was walking up the road with my head bleeding. But there you go. <laughs> they might have thought that was a symptom that that wasn't yeah. didn't make the news. Yeah. Did he not bruise? Oh yeah, I've got loads of bruises. Oh, where is the ruddy webcam? My right elbow in particular is is worryingly yellow at the moment. Actually, it's gone down a little bit now. No, yellow's good. Yellow means healing. Oh, okay, so that's all right. When, when now. you when you turn part Simpson, you're healing. Uh, that's all right. It's all, yeah, it's all it's all sort of yellowy now, and it is going down. So the bruising has, but yeah. So it was both my knees, my right elbow, head, uh, <laughs> and the like head, shoulders, knees, and toes. I honestly thought I'd broken my glasses as well. That was the thing I was most upset <laughs> about, but I hadn't. But sort of the, the glasses, I think, are pushed into the side of my nose. So there's a little dent there as well. <laughs> so yeah, it was it was a fun, it was a fun morning last week. <laughs> Matt went on a fun run. Oh, well. <laughs> you know when people ring you now, they've nobody's got any news. Like, how are you? Yeah, I'm fine. What are you doing? This. What are you doing? This. I your mean, your I, I, conversation I, is like, have you watched Tiger King yet? If you yes, <laughs> and you have. Hence why we're recording this podcast. Yeah. You now, just want to know what I what I think about Tiger well, no, King. Uh, what I want. <laughs> what I want to know is, did you? pursue it because i told you to yeah or did basically. you pursue it but you didn't pursue it because you were enjoying it i don't think i don't or know invested in it i should say yeah i don't i don't know is the answer i mean i once i sort of watched a couple of episodes i was sort of keen to see what had happened next i don't i think once you get to sort of episode two or three whatever the episode is where they talk about carol killing a husband I think you're invested from then on. And I think if I was had less time, obviously because working from home at the moment means I've got more time, I, I think I am burning through these series a lot more and it's good to sort of join in the discussion and things yeah. like that. But now we've both watched it, what's your sort of overall... I know you've written a review for the website, but your sort of overall view of, of the show and... well. My overall view is it's one of the more bonkers documentaries you'll ever see. I think everybody who's seen it will agree with that, whether they look at it bonkers good or bonkers bad. Narratively, if it were a drama, it's all over the place yeah. because the, the story happens at such do, a pace. Do you judge documentaries the same way you do dramas? Because I was thinking this while I was watching it, that if this had been a drama, the characters, I felt that the the creators directors portrayed all as almost like laughing stocks you were laughing at them most of the time i think you got a bit of sim sympathy for joe towards the end when he was arrested but i don't think the characters were ever felt fully formed and as you say the story was a little bit all over the place i think that was just the nature of the story and the fact that um, the directors were never in charge, really. Mm. They were just following whatever happened, and these people yeah. live in such a convoluted, strange, larger-than-life world that nobody else could ever infiltrate that they just had to yeah. point the camera. But they can go. edit it all together in a way that they they feel fit. Well, I feel like they did do that. I feel like these Netflix documentaries... 
they're very good at taking you down one path and then twisting things up and and finding something you didn't know. So the revelation about his extra husbands and extra wives and then all the thing with Doc Antle being like this cult leader and well, i think that's know. what they were trying to say about all three of them weren't they carol and that, that second episode they were trying to say that carol joe and doc Antle are all very similar they've all got these followers so they had the stuff with carol and the different colored shirts and and the fact that mm. she didn't pay anyone that worked for her and yeah. then joe you know his character charisma and these the two husbands he had and then doc Antle with his Menagerie of wives, yeah, uh, and that interview from the the one girl who'd left it, and you know, said I, I agreed to have a, a boob job so I could just uh, have a lie down for a couple of days. <laughs> yeah, I'm not gonna lie, it fascinated me, and these sort of mm. American subcultures things do because I can never quite believe. Yeah. Like if if it was a drama, you wouldn't you wouldn't take it seriously for a second. Mm. It's because it's a documentary that I can go. Well, this is bonkers. Show me more. Tell me more. As you say, it's bizarre. It made me mm. laugh out loud. Yes, a lot I laugh more of more at this than most comedies would. But there's watch. not a really sort of sympathetic character. Everyone's pretty sort of despicable in one way or another. Well, th- this is my half half the reason I wanted to have the conversation because mm-hmm. I can't get my head around Carol, for example. Carol is the person who Joe takes the hit out on. She's the allegedly. Of- Allegedly, we should say, don't want to end up on the wrong side of anybody there. She's supposed to be the sympathetic person, but mm. I couldn't separate what she was doing to what the others were doing. No, and that's and, and that was the narrative that they were they were telling, wasn't it? And I think her thing was she's got well, rescue in the title we, of hers. We, that's the only difference. Yeah, well, I, I think as well, her thing was we are trying to rescue these cats who are being kept. At, you know that was the one thing she didn't keep any of these cats as pets. She no, didn't. But she sort... kept them confined the yeah. same way that these. But that, the that other two. The, the rescue was rescuing them from people who had kept them for, as pets, and therefore she had this presence, didn't she? She had this sort of holier than thou character that people mm. flocked to. All these do-gooders, these volunteers at the sanctuary. It was Joe that, you know, it was his story that they were telling. All the presidential run stuff was so brilliant as well. I mean, I could have watched the whole series on that. Had you watched the Louis Theroux thing? I had many years prior, yeah. I had a little look at that this morning, and and he's very sort of neutered there, isn't he really, Joe? Yes, very I suppose that's about 10 years ago almost now. Yeah, 2011 that was, Mm. so yeah. So it was probably filmed in 2010. So. Yeah, and oh right, <laughs> no, because it was on in autumn twenty eleven, so it could have been early twenty eleven. Okay, I suppose the two things that are sort of captivating people and people are talking about are: did Joe want that hit out on Carol, yeah. or was it was talk? he thrown under the bus? Yeah. Mm. Also, the the thing with Carol, you know, the, that third episode where it's all about Carol's. I think it's her second husband, isn't it? Yeah. I think she said she got she was in an abusive relationship. Yeah. That suspicion that you you've got early on about Carol clouds her being that sympathetic figure, and them using all the money that she's got primarily from her her husband that disappeared. 
let's say that's the that's the story allowed her to ruin joe basically and have that mass court court case but then like you say i did find myself against my better judgment sort of empathizing with him a little bit he's a complete idiot and a complete narcissist and show off and everything i don't like in a person but he was done over by he was a fool guy wasn't he for was it what was the name of that other guy? I want to say Jeff, but it's not Jeff. Jeff is Lowe. It? It is well, it's Jeff, Jeff. Lowe, yeah. He was sort of done over by him, brought down by Carol. Carol stole everything from him. But he bought into his own hype, really, yes, didn't he, Joe, as, as the years went on. And I think in those final episodes when he leaves the zoo and he's him and his new husband are... I think when his husband kills himself, that was quite a shocking... Yeah. See, and then he remarries, moves away. I think that that sympathy starts to grow, but then he's arrested and the the trial goes on. I, I think there you 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 want him to get off, but you know he's gonna yeah. be found guilty. So and it's just it's just revelation after revelation, like you say, the the husband killing himself and him remarrying almost immediately. The, the presidential run, the did she feed her husband to the tigers or not? Is that guy that he came in to help him a con man? And, and the, and the, the guy that they said he'd hired to to do the hit, the, the friend yeah. of Jeff's, did he yeah. remind you of Creed from The Office or was it just yes. me? Yes, he did. <laughs> he was very... Apparently, I didn't make it up there to do it. Apparently, I passed out. <laughs> Yes, perfect. That's sort of a tall, uh, slightly younger Creed. That's who will play him in the movie version if they ever well, do they it. They are doing... Well, one of my friends has said to me they're doing a, a, a series. Apparently so. With Kate McKinnon as Carol. Yes, I can't find much out about it apart no. from that. Yeah. And where it's going to be. But I think this has jumped the gun, so... Because anyone could play Joe, really, if they just... Yeah. Probably end up if being it... Michael Sheen. <laughs> Chris Tarrant to Joe Exotic. Normally he's Michael Sheen. Normally is. The Tiger King, we kind of sport it. It's all on there on Netflix. Mm. If you've heard all the hype, I think it's worth it. What it is, actually, is a good distraction from mm. what's going on at yeah, the moment. Yeah, they, they because... timed that well, didn't they? A couple of sort of final notes. It, it ends, doesn't it, with Joe reporting loads of stuff to, to Peter and they, they mention it. Yeah. In his closing subtitle, that Doc Antle was was raided by Peter. Do you think there's enough sort of follow up, maybe to do a second run? The thing is, though, unless you're going to have those same continuing hooks, mm. then I don't think it'll be that much of a compelling documentary. It'll I was convinced that they would tell us something else that had happened with Joe because there were so many people saying. Why wasn't he subpoenaed? Even the local news stations were... Yeah, he was part of it, definitely. Look at all these people he screwed over now. That Another bit of casting, the um, strip club owner guys, definitely Ethan Supley, if they... Uh, <laughs> tell you what it reminded me of, the trailer trash characters yeah. and the to-camera interviews perspectives on things that they're talking about really reminded me of I, Tonya. It's yeah. got It's got that sort of... People say that, ne- that never happened. That never happened. Yeah, it's one because that's the the premise of it, isn't it? How much did Tonya know? And I just think as well the fact that all of his staff testified against him, and mm. even like that camp, that guy that was filming the reality show, did he burn his own material? Did Job? There's so many 
unanswered questions in did there. Did the woman with the amputated hand? I don't think she testified against him, did she? No, she was harmless. And they never asked the the guy with the the, t the legs without the legs. <laughs> no, he, he was said... quite perturbed by that, wasn't yeah. he? Why didn't yeah. they speak to me? It was very one side. Yeah, <laughs> it, it was the the ex-husband and one of the other keepers with the blonde hair. They were the only two people that they mentioned that testified against him. But apparently, Carol's come out and said it, you don't want to believe a word of it. That yeah. Doc Antle's come out and said you don't want to believe a word of it. The old toothless husband just said, I've got bridge work done that they made me take out to make me look <laughs> like a yokel. I don't know how true this any of this is, but it's all come out. And I wouldn't be surprised if one of them puts out a rival documentary mm. to it. You would say that if you were portrayed in that way. Absolutely, you would. Yeah. They do embellish things like that, don't they? In yeah. that's the thing with documentaries; they still want to tell a story and want to present characters in a certain way. But I think with characters like Carol and and Doc Antle, you don't really need to do that much no. more, really. And I, I no. and I think they probably are just upset that they were present. I mean. Carol, she she's sort of the queen of passive aggression, really, isn't yes, she? Yes, exactly. That's why husband. I could never warm to her, even though she's supposed to be this quote unquote victim. I ne I was never on her side. I always thought she's out to get whatever she can get. And I know they had her ex husband's wife on there saying exactly the same thing, but I was more that believed was, her side. Those of the old story. women on the sofa. That was very yeah, eye Tonya. That <laughs> But I, I'm glad you watched it, and like you said, you probably wouldn't have done because no. it, it was a time thing. But the three, oh, certainly th three of the things we're talking about this week: Tiger King, The Nest, and Save Me Two. Yeah. I've watched the entire series of all three and finished Feel Good as well as as did you. As did I. Loved it. Loved it. I, I don't know if we're going to get any more. I'm presuming that channels aren't working. I don't know what if we're going to get anything ever again. <laughs> I don't know. I know. I'm presuming, though, that the commissioners just aren't working at the moment, mm. because in the days before the event, <laughs> we'd have probably known by now, I think, whether Feel Good was coming back. And it might be the case of even if Channel 4 don't do it, Netflix. because it's gone so well on Netflix, they might say, we'd like some Channel more, please. Channel 4 are normally quite good with their sitcom. They normally at least give them a second series. Whether mm. they get any more than that, but I, I can't think of... I think Raised by Wolves was the last one I can think that didn't get a second series. But like you say, I mean, everything's up in the air mm. at the moment. Speaking of Channel 4 and the virus, uh, that seems to be their main focus at the moment. Um, obviously because they can't work on anything scripted or anything written as such uh, and film it. So they've got Pandemic, Can Science Beat the Coronavirus? That's coming. NHS Heroes will follow a group on the front line. Uh, prison director Paddy Wivel will film Corona Street, which will explore and capture self-isolation. Not like Benefit Street. What did South Korea get right and other coronavirus programming? I understand completely why they're having to do this, why this is important. It's probably the most important thing that's happened in my lifetime. I would say perhaps September the 11th might be up there, but that didn't impact me Personally, Angnam style. True, yeah, that was a number three. Bad, thing to <laughs> bad things to come out of Asia. Um, the Harlem Shake. God, God, they've the, inflicted a lot of plagues on the world the, now. The, the mannequin challenge. The ice bucket challenge. The yeah, ice all of them. <laughs> all of them. But this, this is Macarena. hitting hard. Or Blobby. 
Yeah, there's been a lot of things. <laughs> now I think about it. I, I understand why they're doing it. And they haven't really got anything else to put on. But I just think, do we really need it? We're all living in this environment. We're all affected somewhere or another. You less so than most. Mm. <laughs> but it's probably safer for you to stay inside. Again, I suppose it's one of those where are people watching linear, linear well, TV? Yeah, are they switching? I think more so than ever, people are switching to the online, the stream, but, streaming services to find something that they've watched before. I've been talking uh, to one of my friends and she's been saying they've just signed up for Disney+. Plus. My conspiracy theory is I, I've been listening to Spotify during the day when I've been working and um, don't pay for Spotify Unlimited because I'm tight. The ads for a few days were for, you know, the, the coronavirus, stay at home, stay home, yeah. save lives, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And then one day they all changed to Disney Plus. So I'm, I'm thinking, is there a bit of a conspiracy here? Is Disney behind this? But she she is saying that she is, go, is looking to comfort watch all of the old sort of Disney princess films. And also <laughs> Boy Meets World, apparently. In terms of your question, I think if you're interested in it, if you... Yeah, but you're living it. It's on the news. It's yeah. everywhere. So... But then when people you are looking for punishment and are watching all this stuff on the news. I might just go check out what, what's been said in the briefing, and that's about it, really. I try and limit my exposure to... Life. The, <laughs> to, the, to what's going on, because a lot of it is propping up more and more in my day, daily life yeah. in yeah, terms of, of the job as Same well. Same as so, everybody. So once I clock off at five, put my work yeah. laptop away... I, I don't then want to turn and on. Get out your party laptop. My party laptop, which I'm which I'm talking from now. <laughs> but um, yeah, I, I I get what you're saying, but yeah. I think say like the 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 street one and the South Korea one, they're looking to d- different maybe different angles on what's happening. It's impossible to not do a show that is affected by it, but to sort of tackle it head on. I get what you're saying. Yeah, I mean, like you're saying, I nobody has to watch them. Mm. But they're there if you, if you want to. I have been gorging, and I literally mean gorging myself. I'm speaking to you in the longest gap I've had between ER episodes so far this week. Eric, what, uh, what are you up to now? I think last time we spoke, I said to you we weren't recording. I said I was on episode 5 of series 3. I'm now at episode 21 of series 3. So I thought I'm you were not... going to say episode 21 of series 6 or something. Or series 9. Am I going to get to a virus-themed episode, though? Can you remember? They, I, I do remember there's a possible outbreak of smallpox is the <laughs> cliffhanger. I want to say season 8 going into season 9. Okay, I've got, I've got a bit then. Yeah, uh, there might be other sort of... But that's the one I remember that they locked down the emergency room. Don't say lockdown. But they did. That's what they did. Okay. I think the episode might be called Lockdown. <laughs> yeah, Lockdown, yeah. the final episode lockdown. of season eight. My hope then is to get to that when our lockdown ends. And <laughs> then it will be like a celebratory thing where I can watch that and think, oh, thank God we're out of lockdown. I'll watch lockdown. The thing <laughs> that strikes me about it is the fact that it's, it's almost soap-like, but in a good way. Mm. Especially watching it 
at the speed. Have you been dreaming of a magical wedding? Step into the grand ballroom at the George Washington Wyndham Grand Hotel, where glamour and glitz unite to create your perfect wedding day. At the George Washington Hotel, every detail is meticulously curated for you and your guests. Choose to have your ceremony and reception with us, or join us for a celebration after you say I do. All complimented by hotel accommodations that make the entire experience seamless for you and your guests. Start dreaming and planning your wedding at Wyndham George Washington.com. With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I am. The stories are so intertwined and they move at such a pace. But I loved all the stuff. There's a big three-episode strand with George Clooney and Kit Kirsten Dunst. That was really mm, good. Yeah, she's a... She like a teenage prostitute in it. Teenage runaway prostitute yeah. that's raped. All the stuff with Carter and Benton, I just think is brilliant. Yeah. I mean, their relationship is is fantastic, and and I'm glad that they sort of they do bring them both back. Uh, there's an episode where Carter has to take out Benton's appendix. That's really good, and then Benton's girlfriend gets pregnant, and there's all the stuff with AIDS. There's so much going on. The me from. A couple of years ago. And I stand by this a little bit and saying 22 episodes is far too many for a series of programmes, really. But when they've got a plan and when they can tell long-form stories over that time, it is I think it becomes mature in the latter seasons. Well, I'm sure it does as well, because you lose the core group. You, you yeah. lose people to hang on to. So when it's just doctors and nurses that you don't really have a connection with. There's a lot in there. I've I've... Basically lived and breathed it for the past week since we last spoke. Um, okay, so ER, if you want to join me on my binge, um, is on all four. Yeah, there's a nice I ER mean, review for you there. Yeah, not ER review you weren't expecting. A couple of things pushed back that I'm disappointed by. We spoke before about The Undoing, which is the Nicole Kidman um, HBO drama from David E. Kelly. That was centred on May. It's now been pushed back. Now, another disappointment, Dennis Kelly's new show which was directed by Mark Munden, so basically bringing the two minds behind Utopia together. It was called The Third Day. It was slated to be on in May again. This is Naomi Harris, it's Jude Law, it's Emily Watson. Very strange premise, but I've got faith in those two. Now been pushed back to autumn with no official date. Apparently this is because it's an eight-episode series and episode six was meant to go out live. Which is very odd. I can't really work work out what that will look like, feel like. But it's about Jude Law's character. He's drawn into a mysterious island off the British coast where he encounters a group of islanders set on preserving their traditions at any cost. Ooh. Basically, everyone's <laughs> self-isolating on the island. The best and the worst on the box. It's the Custard TV podcast. It's too good to be true. Joining me now on the podcast, we've got a friend of the show, Michael. Hello, Michael. Hello. How's uh, lockdown treating you at the moment? It is a thrill ride of washing up, doing the washing, taking the dog <laughs> for a walk, and being under a duvet every and, day. 
And you're not here today to talk about an Agatha Christie uh, drama. That's true. Please change. Instead, we're going to be talking about the second series of Save Me or Save Me 2, T-O-O. Before we start on this, what was it you, you liked so much about the first series? It's one of those shows that grabs you by surprise i think when you first see it because you you don't know what to expect and it just it spoke of a community that you don't really see much of on telly if you think about the standard storyline daughter goes missing you just think oh well that's going to be pretty samey you know itv kind of drama but the way it was told and the way the character played out and the storyline got darker and darker it just it was something really special i think Mm -hmm. and and something you wouldn't see much of i don't think on on dramas as you say because we didn't speak a lot about it on on the podcast because luke just couldn't get into it yeah i i agree with you it was a world that you don't often see i think where it diverted from the standard drama path was in the character of melon played by stephen graham who was this guy who was on the sex offenders register for having a relationship with a 15 year old girl who he then uh, married bernie You, you still got these these impressions that he had these urges towards young girls and it, it, he went back down that path while trying to help Lenny James's uh, protagonist Nelly find his daughter who'd gone missing I mean the first series was him being arrested for kidnapping her potentially because she'd been coming to see him and had gone missing but as you say the revelations as they went on got darker and darker and the end of the first series had a bit of a twist in that you thought he would find his daughter because Mm. that's how these sort of series normally end but instead he found another girl grace who had suffered a similar fate had been kidnapped by men who then went on to groom her men were paying to have sex with her basically and and that's sort of where the second series picks up in a way isn't it it's 17 months after the first series nelly's 50th birthday he is stalking a character played by leslie manville jennifer who's the wife of gideon charles a man who has been charged with being the ringleader of this grooming gang would you say Yes, yeah. Is put on trial. Grace's reluctance to testify means that he's acquitted. And Nelly is desperate to find him so he can ask him about Jodie, if he knows where she is. And by and by, it leads to the end of episode one, where we find out that Gideon has been murdered. And that seems to be where this where the story's going. Now, Sky Atlantic and Now TV have made all the series available. I don't know. Did they do that with the first series? Me and Luke were trying to remember about this, but um, we, couldn't, we couldn't remember. I think they did. Because I remember watching, whether I was maybe a week or two late for it, I don't know. I remember watching some in, in a row. And you've watched two so far, haven't you? Whereas yeah, I've I've managed to watch the whole series, but that's because I live on my own, don't have a dog or a <laughs> ten-year-old, or, or all the distractions that you have in your household. Where is it you've got to? Because I think episode two is mainly flashbacks, isn't it? So well, they ba- sort of... basically, and I I still think the show maintains its quality of writing and performances. And once it got to the end of episode one, I kind of liked where the story was going. And he's still chasing, you know, the involvement of his his life now to look after Grace and the murder of the gang leader and all that kind of thing. My problem was it felt like episodes one and two, because they've used flashbacks, episodes one and two were the wrong way round. I don't know why they just didn't play the story out. Yeah. Yeah, no, and I sort of, yeah, because it was sort of earlier this day and then we get to 
the end of episode one, sort of his 50th birthday in the pub. For some reason, he's hiding Grace upstairs in the pub. And we don't know why until the end of the second episode. Yeah. Where they sort of filled the gaps in. We get the court case, don't we, in that second episode. It's sort of, we're going to give you a bit of the story now and then fill in the gaps in, in episode two, which seemed a bit of an odd way around to do it. So that didn't work for you then? It didn't work for me because it doesn't initially play out like it's done like that. And then mm. episode two's got carrying on. It's just a bit like, well, couldn't have this been the other way around? Couldn't yeah. this, this just have been in order? Because there's nothing really apart from the hint that I... Lenny James... Lady James's yeah. character might have something to do with the murder. Mm. There's nothing really that needs to be a, a hook. I suppose they didn't want to start with the court case, really, is my only thought there. Mm. It's, I suppose it's a little bit dull, isn't it, for the first yeah, episode? Yeah, people write about Broadchurch 2 kind of vibes mm. and that. Whereas, as you've got this chase around London, you know, he's in the car with Goz, isn't it, the Thomas Coombs character, chasing around after Leslie Manville, you're almost on the back foot who's this new character why is he pursuing her and and that sort of plays out we get to the pub we get to all the familiar faces that we warm to in the first series and then we flash back to the court case for that context i think that's possibly why they did it that way around that would be my only explanation yeah. so are, are you enjoying it so far or i mean i'm enjoying it because I, I still think it fundamentally has what made series one the success mm. was that you know the scenes in the pub with all the friends together even though there's bitter resentment between all of them there's there's still a closeness there's still a community to them and mm. that i think was what makes the, the show stand out from episode three then does it follow uh yeah it's a, more it's linear after that oddly okay they, they don't flash back after that and i was I was saying to Luke, because I'm in the midst of writing a review at the moment for the site, which should be up by the time uh, you listen to this. And I asked him, you know, how spoilery do you want me to be? Because what I liked about it was it, it kept surprising me. Once you thought you knew what it was about, it changed. There is a big twist halfway through because I was a bit trepidatious in the first few episodes about why they were keeping Saran Jones around because she seemed you know, surplus to requirements, really. I was just feeling, why is she still in this? You know, she was vital to the first series. She plays Jodie's mum, the, the connection sort of to Nellie's past that way. But in the first half of this second series, I was thinking, why is she still here? And then that becomes clear sort of in the latter half of the series without no. trying to spoil anything. No. Um, but yeah, I, I agree with you. The, the world, the colourful characters, this tower block where everybody knows each other's business the other sort of subplot here is melon and bernie we found out are having a baby and her reaction to finding out it was a girl was an interesting one wasn't it and that again plays out over this over the course of the series because i think those were the secondary characters that certainly I latched onto the most, and I, I think that was true of a lot of people as well. As I am at the end of episode two, mm. the big threads that I can pick up on are his relationship with Grace, and he's almost become a stepdad mm. almost, Grace, mm. the murder, mm. and, and of course, there's whether Lenny James's cat, what's his name? Oh my God, what's his name? Ellie. Lenny. That's Nelly. why it's hard because he's Lenny and the character's <laughs> Nelly. Whether he gets caught up in that or not, mm. and also his quest for his daughter is still going mm. 
yeah, and again, without wanting to spoil things for either you or the people who are listening who might not be all the way through yet, because that, I suppose that's the thing, isn't it, with with the the way these are released, that people are at different speeds now, and you, you can't review episodes oh. one and then two, like we have been doing uh, with The Nest on BBC, which still follows that episodic structure. Do you think it's a good idea to release all these at once? I'm a bit split on that because mm. in, if, if it's a show that I really like I will never mind a week-long wait because I think it builds up a bit of suspense and you can theorize about it and and look forward to it I generally binge watch stuff which I just think oh it's all right and if I'm not doing anything that night I just think oh I'll just watch another episode watch another episode mm. to me I like the wait mm. but, but I guess they just want to get it out there yeah I don't know. It's it's a yeah. weird one. It's the I, I suppose it's the anticipation, isn't it? Whether you can hold off for a week or want to watch it one after the other. I think for me, I obviously have got a lot more spare time this week. Working from home now, so not having to commute, not having a lot of options of other mm. things to do. If I had, I think I might have left it at least a week. I, I did this over two days. And I'm not disappointing I did, but you, you've sort of got that feeling, haven't you, about what's next now? Yeah, it's like you've waited two and a half years for it to come back and mm. then it's gone in a flash almost. Yeah. Well, I'm just wondering, if it comes back, you, obviously you know the ending, mm. what would the series be called? Mm. Save they, Me... Save Me Thrice. Yeah, Thrice. Luke was asking me about where would they go next and the title Save Me would suggest it was about finding the girl, but I think in a way it's about saving the character of Nelly as well, yeah. isn't it? He's saving himself in a way by trying to find Jodie and, and in this series trying to protect Grace in a way as well. So I think it's a series that relies more on the characters than the plot, which is a benefit in terms of doing subsequent series, whereas something like Broadchurch 2, which you brought up, that was all about the plot, wasn't it? That was all about finding out who'd killed the young lad. And once that was done... So where do we go from there? And then they do two more series that were very disappointing for a lot of people, very anticlimactic. I think Save Me is a cut above because of these characters that Lenny James has created and that we've sort of warmed to over the course of these two series. So I think they could do a third run. I was going to say, is there, is there enough at mm. the end to justify another yeah, series? Yeah, it does end on a bit of a cliffhanger not as much i suppose as the first series but still enough i think people would like it to come back i think i think lenny james is quite smart and will know if he's got that idea for a third run i yeah. don't think he would bring it back without that idea and i don't know if sky are like some of the broadcast channels who are keen to bring back these big hits if they were the first time round. So so we'll have to see. But that's Save Me 2. It's on Sky Atlantic on, I want to say, Wednesday nights? I think it was Wednesday, yeah. Wednesday nights and all available on box sets and on Now TV. Thank you, Michael. Thank you very much. You're listening to the Custard TV podcast. The official podcast of thecustardtv.com. Have you done that quiz that everyone seems to be doing? No, the I can't pers- seem to find the, uh, the pers- first the link. link. I'll send you. I'll send you the link. My top one, which was annoying because I never watched Breaking Bad, 
was the son from Breaking Bad. Yeah, he is physically disabled. And perhaps they just <laughs> saw you and thought, yeah, he looks... Do, you, do you get that? Bit. Well, what is it based on? Tell me a bit more what it's based on. So they, they basically give you two contrasting um, personality traits and yeah. ask you to move a, a marker a certain oh. way. Say, so for example thrifty or sort of spendful that sort of well, thing yeah, thrifty for you i would say the nearest one i think i got about 87 percent was the the sum from breaking bad second was a character from sex in the city another show that I never <laughs> um, and, and third was uh, hurley from lost number four was millhouse <laughs> that i get the glasses <laughs> and then leonard from leonard from the big bang theory and stewart from the big bang theory it's quite con- time consuming can i do it while we record and give my it's, results at the end it's, yeah let me find you the link now there we are statistical which personality which character personality are you so the other thing you wanted to talk about was the nest bbc one drama about a couple in glasgow who reluctantly take on a teenage girl that they know very little about to carry their baby. I will be honest, I enjoyed the first one, the second mm. one grated on me a little bit. They brought in the nephew character a little bit more, didn't they? Kaya, the the, the girl, is feeling trapped in the house. Certainly the Sophie Rundle character, Emily, is fussing over her all the time. So they decide for her to work at one of the bars that Dan owns. She meets his nephew. They become friends. They introduce like a journalist who's keen to look into the link into Kaya and recognises Kaya. And by and by, uh, we learn the audience and also then Dan learns from stealing the bag from this journalist that Kaya, when she was 11, killed a pregnant woman and was then given a new identity, moved from Lewis, this small island, Scottish island, to Glasgow, and that's why there's sort of social work involvement with her. So that that was the general gist of the episode. I think that's that's where it went, wasn't it? The lead performance from Mirren Mack as Kaya is still the reason I'm watching. The mm. rest of it seems a bit blurry to me, a bit fuzzy. Martin Compton's character, I'm still struggling to buy him as this high-powered businessman, this respected mm. member of the community. I just think hes it's not his fault. He's just too young, really, for me to believe I that. I think he's this... And, again, you get more character context throughout the series. I think you have to wait until the final episode to sort of fully get all that context. If you do get there, then I'll be interested to have a conversation with you. I've watched it all now so uh trying not to do spoilers too much no. but I, I i like the general themes of it and things like that but i know that there are bits that certainly in episode four there are certain leaps that you have to make and i i'm not quite sure if you would <laughs> you're going to make some of those leaps uh, I'm not, you, <laughs> i don't think you should either in knowing, your current knowing, state. knowing you the way i do last week we said when we reviewed it that it was one of those Holiday novels that you can pick up and it's a page turner. Ultimately, a little bit hollow, but I said it felt like a step above those. Uh, And I think it is. You think it still remains? That's still a fair assumption. I kept wanting to see what happened next, but I felt there was more 
going on under the surface that was it was it was about these lives and i felt at the end certainly with kaya i i don't want to say anything about where it goes but certainly i think there's still that s- substance there and i think it keeps changing what it's about it kept surprising me it never went where i thought it would go praise has to go to nicola taylor for nicole taylor sorry yeah. for well, or, Nic- uh, nicola will like it but nicole wrote it <laughs> um for sort of crafting these things and i get what you're saying about the martin compton character and i think the last two episodes martin compton gets to shine a lot more right okay i, I think this is kaya's story first and foremost as you say like both those characters do have less to do really they're the sort of facilitators a bit more but the latter episodes you get i think you get a bit more sympathy for them in their situation i've done my um, oh yeah thing. I just I've I found my full list here, which is okay. Was, okay, we got it. I'm annoyed. Oh my god, who did I get? Don't know. Flynn White from Breaking Bad. Yes. <laughs> no, really. Seventy-eight percent match. Oh, I got eighty-six. So who's number two on your list? Nick Carraway from the Great from the Great Gatsby. Okay. Len Leonard from Big Bang. Yeah, he's number seven in mine. Samuel Tarly. Yeah, he's um, I'm not he's my number three as well, Samuel Tarly from Game of Thrones. Bruce Banner. Okay. <laughs> that makes complete <laughs> sense. <laughs> Evan like from when you're angry. <laughs> Evan from Superbad. Millhouse. Yeah, I've got Millhouse quite high on my list. So we, we've seven, got some similar yeah, ones. I'm 73% Pam Beasley from the I office. I am. I'm 80% Pam Beasley from the <laughs> office. It's really interesting that we got the same character. I'm 72% Chandler Bing. So. I've got a bit more Chandler Bing. I am 77% Do you know Chandler what I'm Bing. most happy about, though? I'm What's 72% uh, Lester Freeman. I'm 77% Lester Freeman. <laughs> <laughs> All right, show off. What about, where's Arbed on your list? Uh, 70% Arbed. 81 for me, he's top 10. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> oh, fun. This is fun. Okay, um, <laughs> I'm 72% Lady Edith from Downton. Could do this all day. <laughs> we are doing, this is yeah. the podcast I'm now. 73% Phyllis from The Office. Okay, uh, anything else to touch on before we leave the people? No, um, I don't think so. I mean, next week we'll do a Killing Eve, possibly we'll talk, we'll yes. touch on. Quiz, That's as you say, yes. that's on over Easter, so there's two things there. You can follow us online at Custard TV Pod to keep up to date with what we're doing there. Uh, the website itself is thecustardtv.com. Great reviews of Tiger King and Feel Good, they're both on there, and the latest... But how you say your well. is a great review that you wrote. I, I, I liked it. I enjoyed <laughs> reading it once I spell checked it and everything. It's good. Um, <laughs> say, subscribe and review us and rate us on iTunes or wherever you get your pods. But remember, this isn't how it normally is. This is just two people in lockdown chatting about TV that eyes have seen. Do you feel like you've obviously watched more TV mm. than you normally would because mm. of lockdown? I actually feel like I've struggled to con- like ER. I could lose myself in, but other I stuff. Haven't. I haven't. Just... No, no, I've just been chilling out. I need to come see you after lockdown. You can teach me how to be less yeah. of a middle house. <laughs> yeah, more of a hurley. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Bye. Take care. <laughs> 
rate and review us wherever you find us. Search The Custard TV on YouTube, iTunes and Facebook. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.